0: Hello and welcome to In the Art Scene podcast, an art podcast that has it all. I'm your host, Galina Marquez, and I invite fascinating people to talk about their personal creative journeys, success stories, and inspiration. We talk about art business and marketing, how to find your creative voice, and all the new trends in the art world, like NFT, AI, and such. Join me and my guest for today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to In the Art Scene podcast. Uh, I'm Glenn Marcus and I hope by now you all know me because it's season eight. Come on. So I am having an interesting guest today, uh, as I usually do, but uh, you guys know how much I love to support art-related nonprofit organizations, and this one is a uh, fairly new but growing super fast and it's in kentucky and it's called bourbon with heart i have morgan hancock with me today and uh i will we will ask her all kinds of questions hi morgan hi
1: thanks for having me
0: so uh can you introduce yourself um, very quickly and uh let's talk about the organization because i'm curious to learn all the details
1: so I'm the founder and director of Bourbon with Heart, and we call ourselves a arts focused bourbon charity. Um, and to the rest of the world, that might sound kind of strange, but in Kentucky, a bourbon charity is is I'm not going to say normal because we're certainly unique. But bourbon is a huge part of our culture in Kentucky, our culture, our economy, um, and the world already knows. Kentucky as the leader of the bourbon industry. But what people really don't know about Kentucky is we have a very rich and vibrant arts culture. And so we created this nonprofit as a way to kind of leverage all that existing influence and popularity and the power of the bourbon industry to bring awareness and uh, and raise funds for for the arts community as well as other nonprofits. We give back to other nonprofits with the funds we raise
0: that's amazing. Well so uh okay um um i for myself can kind of think about how i can tie bourbon to art mm-hmm. practice. <laughs> but uh, uh tell me a little bit more about um what you do, what kind of art you um represent i know you you had you had a couple of exhibitions already um uh, so another one is coming up very soon uh, at the time of the recording and by the time this episode is going to be out i hope uh, i'm sure there will be much more going on and we will make sure to put everything in the show notes uh so uh, how how is bourbon related to art in and how are you bringing it all together
1: well we one of the things we say is you know bourbon like uh, art, like a good glass of bourbon, it brings people together. Uh, it it ignites the human imagination. <laughs> bourbon can certainly do that sometimes, for, for good and bad. <laughs> and um, it it really has. And that's not just a saying. I mean, we've seen that in in action. This organization has brought so many people together that you probably wouldn't typically see in in the same room. And that's one of the beauties of of art and bourbon. And it's just been such a beautiful marriage. I mean, no one's really questioned art and bourbon together. It's just as soon as we did this, everyone's going, art and bourbon just go, they make sense. They go well together. In fact, a lot of the distillers here, you know, will refer to making bourbon as an art. Well, um,
0: so you have uh uh, you're coming on two years so your organization is fairly fairly new um are you running the show by yourself or you have a team of people
1: um so primarily I am I don't want to say running it by myself because I I have a I have a board I have a team um and but we but we really I'm not gonna say run by myself they trust me (laughs) they trust me to 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 lead and um they'll they'll call me out if because sometimes I might get a little too ambitious or a little too crazy and, and it's good to have them there for that um and uh, one of our board members is our main videographer mm-hmm. photographer which is a huge part of of what we do Um, so I will say I'm, I'm certainly kind of leading, leading the charge here, but, um, with their support and with their accountability when, when needed at times. Um, but yes, as you said, we are, our third exhibit launches next week. So here in Kentucky, the only thing as big as bourbon is horse racing. And so at the time of this recording is the, this is Christmas in Kentucky because the Kentucky Derby is in ten days.
0: We are recording um, on april 26th. so so for for, yeah. for for all of you who are far away from Kentucky,
1: <laughs> so we start counting down, you know the the saying is, we turn a two minute race into two months of partying, and we do certainly. <laughs> uh, so we're we're approaching Derby week um, and our first, so our first exhibit, I don't know if you're ready to get into this, but it was a bourbon barrel art exhibit. Um, so this is, was just painted bourbon barrels. And believe it or not, that had not been done in Louisville, Kentucky before, which totally no blew way. my mind. So as soon as I I realized that it hadn't been done, I just was I like, this has to happen. So we immediately put the wheels in motion. And that was a huge... Success, I mean, more than I ever could have dreamed it would be. Um, and then we had so many artists from that artist call, and for that particular exhibit, we could only pick 20. So we're like, we immediately got to do something else because we've got all this amazing talent here, and, and the artist had to be from Kentucky. Um, you know, so I thought it, we might have struggled struggle getting enough artists 20 artists to paint these. These barrels, well, no, it was totally the opposite problem. We had hundreds, um, all uber talented.
0: So you did so, you didn't have enough barrels?
1: <laughs> yeah, next <laughs> year, we've got a plan for next year already of uh much bigger. And we'll, I'll tell you about that part later. Okay. <laughs> um so then as I said, we are getting into derby season um after the barrel exhibit. And so we were thinking, you know, what can, we, what can we do? We've got all these amazing artists. We've got to do another exhibit. So we're thinking we want to do something derby related. And part of derby is you wear the big hats and you wear, and the men or women wear bow ties. Uh-huh. And um, so we thought, well, the hats, I mean, they just get all kinds of attention, the derby hats. But the bow ties just don't get as much love. And they're a, they're a big part of the derby fashion world. And so we thought, okay, well, let's do something with bow ties. So we actually, but we had to tie it in with bourbon. So we actually hand carved 50 bow ties out of bourbon barrels. So these are, I I, I know it sounds crazy, (laughs) but so these are actually wooden bow ties made out of bourbon barrel. Wow. And, (laughs) and, um, they're on display right now. Um through the Kentucky Derby, at, uh, at what's called the Galt House. It's the official hotel of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so 50 of them. And if you, it, I like, even when I come up with these exhibits and these ideas, I, I kind of have an idea of what they could be. But then these artists always blow me away. And it's so much more than I ever thought it, it could be. And so these bow ties are so unique. I mean, I never dreamed of an exhibit of 50 bow ties made out of bourbon barrels. And also unique, I mean, they used some, they, they added like actually Legos to them, <laughs> some of the Legos. <laughs> what? Yes, we had a, like a blacksmith. So some are um, actually, you know, made of metal. We have ceramic and then of course painted and we've everything you could possibly imagine of these bourbon barrel bow ties.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I uh, I hope you will you will provide some reference photos that I can include in the show notes, and of course the the links to your website. Uh, I, I've seen you have uh, some really good photography on your website. <clears throat> so you guys, yeah, fifty bow ties carved out of bourbon barrels.
1: What? <laughs> well, and then to make it even so, one of the things that we're really passionate about, as I said, is bringing people together, and so. Anything we can do to add an extra layer of community, we try to do it. So for these bourbon barrel bow ties, um, they were hand carved by a group of U.S. military veteran woodworkers who had found that woodworking helps their PTSD. Mm -hmm. And so their their kind of tagline is giving bourbon barrels and veterans a new purpose. And I'm I'm a veteran myself. And so I just fell in love with that mission. And I'm like, we've got to find a way to work with these these veterans who are doing this therapeutic woodworking. And another thing about it was when I spoke with them first, you know, they didn't view themselves as artists, and I think that's another thing that we part of our I won't say our our mission, but one of our goals is to kind of redefine what it means to be an artist, or kind of get rid of some of the stereotypes of what it means to be an artist, because you know they're thinking stereotypical. Macho men, U.S. military vets—you know, woodworking. That's not the the artsy type that you're seeing walking through a gallery, you know, a gallery. But they are artists. Right? They're they're woodworkers. They're they hand carved. They'd never made bow ties before. They hand carved them out of bourbon barrels, like like that. And so we had them carve the bourbon barrels, and then twenty five local artists came and then designed them into. The works of art that are on display now. So just the layer of it went from the woodworkers to the local artists, and then it was sponsored by local business owners, which adds another layer of community. And then the funds are donated to other local nonprofits. So it just brings in so many people, and I think that's part of why it's it's been successful so quickly
0: that sounds so special it is really special it really uh sounds like you're pulling all kinds of strings to uh, to bring Kentucky the, the entire Kentucky community together uh those who don't even think that they relate to art world it's really uh, really amazing what you do but i actually um uh, you mentioned that you're a veteran i i am personally curious so uh spending multiple years in the military uh, how come you came up with this idea? How come you came to the art world and decided to run a nonprofit organization like this?
1: Well, I, I'm i not really sure if those things are even connect connected. I I, I guess somehow in my life, being a, a veteran and this organization are I connected. I, get, I guess right here was an example. I brought in these US military veteran, something I guess I've never thought about. So I'm processing this as you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also, I will say five of the artists, uh, the other artists were also US military veterans as well. Um, But I was, grew up as an only child. And with that, I think comes a lot of boredom. So you've kind of got to fill that space with something. And I just was always had an overactive imagination, and I, so I think I just filled that space with creating, um, you know, art or writing or performance art, or and and so I just always been naturally kind of leaned towards the to towards the arts and toward creative industries, and I worked in advertising for the sixish years previous to starting this organization, and. Part of the maybe not so fun part of starting an art nonprofit is you have to raise funds and you have to make money. (laughs) And I think all artists don't like that part of life.
0: No, no one does.
1: (laughs) But it's necessary. And so that advertising background gave me connections with all the people I would need to sponsor the art. And so that was a great way to, because I think a lot of artists, that would be a struggle you wouldn't have those those connections necessarily. Um, and to my surprise, because when I did the barrel art exhibit, as I said, we we didn't even exist. No one knew who we were. We just came out of nowhere, this organization, and said, We're starting this art bourbon charity and we're gonna do a bourbon barrel art exhibit. And we had no visuals, we had nothing to show at that time when we approached sponsors other than this idea and hopes they'll catch the vision and we're said young and you need to pay $3,000 to sponsor a barrel oh and your logo and your your company name isn't on the barrel anywhere because these are not billboards these are works of art and I don't know where my crazy head like I I even had the nerve to think I was going to work or that people were going to go for it but I'm glad I didn't have like my sense of reason was gone that day because it did work, <laughs> and and people started, bork, f- copied up the money like crazy. In fact, we had to turn away so many large corporations and sponsors. We sold out the barrels so quickly. We raised sixty three thousand dollars on twenty barrels, and the barrels weren't even allowed to have logos on them, which a sponsor not getting a logo. So what that told me is people in, in kentucky they value art they see the value in it and and that's proof because they were doing this for much more than an advertisement
0: wow wow what what, what a story <laughs> i i love the part where you, where you said that your uh, uh your sense of reason was gone that day <laughs> i think <laughs> I think this is a good tip for everyone who wants to approach this kind of uh, activity in the future, (laughs) because I know, uh, I I know so many artists and, and myself, uh, overthinking like writing for a grant or, or like, it's just constant, like overthinking and, uh, uh, the, uh, The anxiety of all of it, I'm going to be rejected. uh, So, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, a shot of bourbon uh, and leave your reason at home. (laughs) Just just go and talk about your vision. It's amazing. That's
1: exactly right. And I think if, I think even if I had known how, even if I'd known how much work it was going to be, I probably maybe would have chickened out of ever doing it to begin with. Um, but thankfully I didn't realize how much work it was going to be until it was too late (laughs) and it (laughs) had to be done, um, because I have, it can be a slight tad obsessive and I think that's a common trait in a lot of artists and entrepreneurs. And so when I get an idea in my head, I just, it just consumes me that it has to become a reality. And as we kind of discussed, maybe even against reason um and so when I had realized that no one had done a bourbon barrel art exhibit in Louisville Kentucky I kind of get this unreasonable fear that oh I've got to like beat everyone to this then because all of a sudden if it's not been done someone else is going to do it so I just had to get it done super fast which is kind of unreasonable because why would someone just suddenly be wanting to rush to this idea at the same time as 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 me but um So I was so anxious to just make it happen that I didn't think through a a lot of it. (laughs) Thankfully, that ended up being a good thing. But so when I, uh, I, I was like, I've got to make this happen. So I threw together a, I mean, middle school level type PowerPoint presentation, not good. And of just kind of the ideas of what I thought it would be. And I knew the first thing is I got to find a venue. And so I had approached, it's called Fraser Kentucky History Museum, and it's the official starting point of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. So that made perfect sense for a bourbon barrel art exhibit. And I was just, somehow even got them to meet with me. Like, they don't even know who I am, I don't exist, but somehow got them to meet with me. And I bring in this PowerPoint presentation to tell them this idea. And the first thing I do, I pull up the first slide, and I've spelled artist wrong, big on the first page. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like oh my goodness this is just but at that point i'm right there i gotta just keep going so and then surprisingly they were like totally on board but then the next thing that happened was they said we love the idea we want to host it we want to do it we want to put it in our museum but we want it all to, to launch and open february 1st well this was like late october so I didn't have a single barrel. I didn't have a single artist, anything. And so I, I was so excited until I got home and I realized, oh, no. Like, <laughs> you barely got have to, to, barely have have to any time actually do this exhibit now. But again, that's one of those things where I think it just worked better that way, because if I'd had too much time to think about it, I would have maybe got scared or intimidated. So I had no choice but to just go and not think. And then to my surprise, the artists just flooded in and the sponsors flooded in and, and it was great. So I don't know what the point of this is, other than that sometimes it's just, just best to just jump in and not think <laughs> <laughs> and work it out as you go, because I mean, things just couldn't really have gone better um, than, they, than they did. And we're just growing out so rapidly. and. Um, So our next exhibit for Derby, I'm kind of nervous about, but it's a live art exhibit. Um, So we've not done the live art yet. And it's going to be on stage at a big concert for Derby. It's called the Bourbon Brims and Bowties Block Party. (laughs) And so we've got that. And that, again, the sponsorship sold out for that. and
0: So... So
1: people
0: they're bourbon and their art <laughs> so live art uh you are inviting artists to paint live during the concert is that is that what you're going to do
1: yes they oh will be god.
0: on stage uh six foot canvases six foot canvases mm-hmm. yes wow well, yeah. well that's an opportunity oh my god i'm so jealous to kentucky artists <laughs> right now
1: <laughs> seriously Ooh and we'll have incredible video photo of that so maybe by the time this airs we'll have that on our site absolutely it's and dj drama okay i don't know if you know dj drama just google him if you don't um he's actually quite famous um dj right now uh well not dj but just performer so that's who's actually going to be performing and again i love that because i just think people don't know this side of kentucky like kentucky just gets stereotyped i think and we actually are i think quite a bit different than people would imagine in terms of our arts and culture that we have here
0: that's amazing oh my god i know like uh, at least a dozen of california artists who would die to do this (laughs) absolutely oh my god this is this is amazing absolutely amazing so yeah, uh, if you have videos and photos by the time this episode goes out, I will absolutely link everything in the show notes because it sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing.
1: It will be. I hope so. And I kind of one of the things I guess we do is just figure stuff out as we go, because I so I'm just sitting here thinking today because this is Wednesday that it's in a few days, uh, five days or something that will be next, six to seven days that we'll be doing this exhibit. and. I'm like, well, what if it's windy? Like it's six foot canvas is going to blow a a wind sail. It's going to blow off stage. So like today I'm like, I guess I'll buy some sandbags and try to weigh the easels down. So, you know, we're just, we're just, we're just winging it. But one thing I've kind of discovered is I think everybody's just winging it. If you look at these, the people that you're intimidated by, I think if you you know spoke with them, they probably feel like they're just winging it too. And I think artists kind of have that uh, imposter syndrome a lot, you know, that they're, but but what I tell my artists and I call them my artists, because they feel like my children, I'm like, your work has been validated so many times. Like, when are you going to start believing it? (laughs) And that's what we're kind of trying to do as an organization too. And for myself, I'm like, if they just do like we're just winging it you know we're getting all this great press and we're getting all these this positive feedback and you kind of have that that fear of like we don't know what we're doing and I, what if they find that out but we do know what we're doing and and i think uh, and, that
0: yeah I, I think i think you're right when you you said that artists are like children uh because yeah with all the imposter syndrome uh they just need they're like they still don't have um uh, boundaries or if you will like the box that they're they're put in just kind of you know very vague and abstract so like uh, they if the, if you give them a the permission and the opportunity to do like they will wing it out for you they will for sure oh my god uh, and i i kind of relate uh, to the uh, comment that you made a little earlier About grabbing the idea and running with it before someone else comes up with it, (laughs) beat everybody to it. It actually reminds me of um, uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert when uh, she was talking that ideas are like little beings and they're kind of they are attaching to humans like the hosts and waiting to be realized. And if you are not fast enough, they will just go and find someone else. So, and, uh, and she is, she's talking about the uh, little st- different different stories uh, as examples of those uh, instances happening that, you know, she would start writing a book and then she would put it on a shelf and then another writer would just, you know, write exactly the same book and actually publish it, you know? So, yeah, I, I totally, I totally uh, think that you were right and you have done, a, you know, a great thing by grabbing this idea and running with it because that's amazing absolutely amazing and uh oh my god i i just see so many cool things in your future and uh it, it looks like you are coming up with exhibitions like i don't know every month every other month that's a, yeah, lot. The, that's we, a lot of art have, activity oh my god we have so
1: many um things in the in the works right now um and you know i wish we i wish we could do more but there's just only so many hours in the day uh so i'll just give you a couple of the one other ones we have coming up so you know how everybody uh think every city does this you know, you always hear the 40 under 40 and all those so but we you know bourbon gets better with age uh-huh. and in a lot of way people get better with age so so we're going to do a, an exhibit that kind of celebrates aging um and so it's going to be 50 artists over 50 and it's 50 barrel heads that'll be on display. And it's um, so it's gonna be it's called Seasoned Spirits, uh, 50 artists over 50, 50 barrel heads, a celebration of art and aging. And I'm super excited about that one because one, I'm on the search for an artist that's over a hundred. So if anyone hears this and they're over a hundred and they're an artist, um, reach out to me because we would love to get some artists over 100 in this wow uh, but you know i just there's so much uh wisdom and and that comes with with age that just doesn't get celebrated in the way that it that it should and the tie end of bourbon the bourbon gets gets better with age too so i'm excited about that one and, and a lot of people in the community are already excited about that one because it's going to give some love and attention to some people that don't always get the glamour <laughs>
0: That's that's a great idea. That's an amazing idea. I know one working artist who is 96 years old, but she's here in, in California. Um, wow. I, I mean, I know you, you're you looking for a local artist. So anyway, uh, if you guys are in Kentucky and you know someone who is over 100 and is a working artist, because um, I must believe that artists are always artists. And as long as they can move their hand, they're they're going to create. Uh, so Yeah. Yeah, please reach out to Morgan. That's yes, going to and be we, awesome.
1: we one of the things that in our exhibits, and one reason I think that it's been so well received is that we we do invite and we welcome um the professional artist and the, the renowned artists, but we also want the the people who have never had their work on public display. Um we've had many who this was their first public showing of their art ever. Um and we want artists from all different walks of life. I mean, in our barrel exhibit, we had one barrel that was painted by five artists with Down syndrome. Um, and for the the over fifty exhibit, we already have an artist you know, with Parkinson's, we have with Alzheimer's. I mean we want to show the talent in all these different communities, as well as the traditional artists that 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 are professional artist and so bringing all of them together makes these exhibits and the collection just so much more diverse um that I feel like it people where that resonates with people
0: hey in the arts and listeners I just wanted to say a quick thank you for all the support you've given me in the past year it means more than you know Every donation through Buy Me a Coffee and every purchase of swag helps me keep up with the production and put out a new episode every week. And I certainly appreciate if you will keep doing it. But I also feel that if you like the show this much, you deserve a little more than just a thank you. This is why I launched a Patreon page. There will be monthly live Q and A's, exclusive content, and for the hardcore fans, I got some swag and keepsakes. I love this community that we are building together. And by joining my Patreon, you will help me create more content for you. Go to patreon.com slash scene and join today. I have a question though. So um, you, uh, I know that you're working with sponsors, uh, well, obviously, but uh, are the works of art for sale? in your exhibitions including the barrels
1: well they they're all sold but they um the way that we've typically done it so far is that the sponsor they would have the they would have the option to own it
0: okay i see
1: um however many of the sponsors have just wanted to sponsor um so for example with the bow tie ribbon barrel bow tie exhibit we had someone who sponsored 20 of them so that was $10,000 that they paid um and they said we just want to sponsor we just want to support what you're doing but you can the artist can then sell the art you can keep the art so so it so it's like we technically they they would have had the been able to keep it so but we have so many that donate it back and let us sell it again or let the artist sell it um so sometimes they're for sale sometimes they're already sold uh for with the live art exhibit uh for derby diversity week The artist will be able to keep and sell their piece, Um, so those will be for sale. And then, yeah, right after derby.
0: Wow. Okay. Well. Okay. (laughs) So, so much. uh, So much uh, to process. Oh my god. Uh, This is this is amazing. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm. uh, I am taking all of this in right now. (laughs) (laughs) Me too.
1: (laughs) And uh, and I will say that we're not just going. We have plans beyond the fine arts. So we have bourbon and Beethoven, uh, bourbon and ballet, Uh bourbon and Broadway. It doesn't have to start with a B, but it it just (laughs) sounds better when it does. Uh, So bourbon and Beethoven that we're looking to do next year, it's going to be super fun. And actually bourbon and Beethoven was the very thing that started this whole organization. Um, That was the idea that kicked it all off. In fact, it, it was just called bourbon and Beethoven at first. Um, until I realized we could branch into so many other arts, and Bourbon and Beethoven kind of put us into a pretty small, um, you know, so I, Bourbon and Beethoven, so it's at a museum, and the first floor is performers performing classical music in classical, in a classical way, traditional way, then you go to the second floor and it's like a little more fun, a little more funky. And You get to the third floor and you know it's it's hip hop, rock, all performed by a you know quartet or an orchestra. And um, there's bourbon samplings and bourbon things all along all along the way. So that was actually what kicked off this whole whole bourbon with heart uh, was bourbon with Be- bourbon and Beethoven.
0: Wow. So did that actually happen, or was it just an idea?
1: So that was what we. That was our initial until I realized we'd never done a barrel art exhibit. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, we got to do a barrel art exhibit. So that was going to be barrels of heart with uh-huh. the ART kind of uh-huh. emphasized. And then I was talking with the ballet and I thought, oh, well, we could do bourbon ballet. So I had all these different LLCs and all this. And I'm like, OK, this is ridiculous. We just need to make a one umbrella arts organization that covers all of this. And that was Became Bourbon with
0: Heart. And uh, before we started recording, you mentioned that uh, you were branching out and kind of licensing other organizations who want to do the same thing. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So after the barrel art exhibit, I had a lot of organizations reaching out to me saying, because they saw what a success it was. And they were said, we want to duplicate this uh, where we are with our organization to raise funds. And at first, you know, I thought, okay, sure. Like, I'll, here's how I did it. Here's because they were even asking, can we have like your artist contacts on? At first, I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. And then I'm like, wait a second. I worked really, you know, we worked really mm-hmm. hard to make this happen. Do I? And it's a little tricky because it's charity, so you don't want to say, well, am I going to be selfish with a charity and not share, you know, my ideas or insights? And so I thought, well, there's got to be a way I can protect what we work so hard on, but also. Uh, help others and allow this to grow so that's when we kind of came up with the concept of we'll help other organizations do this in a kind of a licensing contract type of way so they'll mm-hmm. they'll do it under our name and our logo and we may even get a small fee or a donation to bourbon with heart and then we'll give them our you know ideas con- our contacts our uh the way that we our systems. And that was kind of a way that everyone wins. And as long as they're doing it in an area that's kind of outside where we would never reach anyway, then it's great because it's, I can't reach that. I can't reach every county in Kentucky or every state. So it's a great way for it to grow and just reach more people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So is it, is it still going to be uh, local in Kentucky or is it going to branch out to different states?
1: Well, right now these organizations have been in Kentucky, but I don't see any reason why it needs to, to stay in Kentucky.
0: Oh, amazing! Well, yeah, amazing. <laughs>
1: that was, that was I thinking. would love <laughs> to do bourbon and Broadway. Something to do. I mean, that, bourbon is becoming globally.
0: That sounds awesome. Popular bourbon and Broadway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and we have um, another one is. The Louisville Slugger is the baseball bat, it's the most popular bat in the world, and so we're going to be having artists painting, uh, you know, bourbon, not bourbon, baseball bats, Um, and I think that's something, too, that's going to draw a lot of national appeal, because if all baseball fans in Louisville Slugger
0: that's awesome you know uh uh, as you were talking about uh, all those different ideas i actually remembered oh my goodness probably 20 years ago or even more um coca-cola i think had this amazing exhibition so they um they came out they fabricated um almost life-size cow statues was it coca i think it was coca-cola um so they were like kind of a fiberglass white plastic and uh, they were fabricated and they were all identical uh and then they invited artists to paint those cows and oh my god i have never seen like there was uh, on display like 20 different cows absolutely funky absolutely like oh i can't even imagine so how cool would, would that be to to do something like that with horse statues so that yeah so oh well god.
1: So you're on to a great idea because Kentucky has those fiberglass horse horse statues all over. And so they're they're actually called Galapalooza. Uh-huh. And so when we were going to do the barrel art exhibit to kind of pull from that idea, we almost called it Barrelpalooza. Um, but I'm like, that's a little close and name, you know, we don't wanna get yeah. in any trouble there. So but but yes, it's it is a, like along those same lines, and that's something that can Every state kind of has their. I think they had the apples in New York. Every state kind of has their thing like that that they that they have artists paint and. So kind of funny story. What started with the, with the barrels was. I was just walking down the street of Louisville uh, to an event, and they we had the trash cans, and it was just like gross and ugly. And I was like, you know, if we gotta have trash cans. Why can't they at least be aesthetically pleasing? And there, there's no reason why they have to be ugly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so then I thought, well, that that should be you know painted or something. And then I'm like, oh, our painted bourbon barrel because it's welcoming tourists and everyone you know, into city of downtown Louisville with all these painted bourbon barrels. And I found out that logistically that won't work because the machine can't pick them up. That mm-hmm. but- but, um, yeah, you know, it's just if you've got to have things in your in your community, or you might as well make it make it prettier yeah, <laughs> make yeah. it fun to look at. Um, but yeah, we didn't give the artists like what you were saying with the cows. We didn't give them any guidelines whatsoever. So when I went to pick them up, I mean, I was just this I didn't make them even submit a proof to be approved or a concept to be approved or anything. So I was really. Taking a chance that I was going to go pick up this barrel and be like, oh, no. (laughs) But (laughs) Fortunately, every one of them was incredible. And it was so fun because I had no clue what I was going to be walking into to pick up and and what it was going to look like.
0: That's amazing. Wow. And uh, I also imagine it's logistically, you know, not, not not that easy, right? Not only you have to find 20 barrels, you have to deliver it to artists or have some sort of facility where artists can gather and, and do their work and then uh, pick it up and bring it to the uh, display venue. And just, wow, uh, there's there's really a lot of work. So you, pro- you are doing it full time now, right? You You don't have any other job. Well, I do have other jobs. You do. Um, Oh my god!
1: (laughs) But that's so. What I was saying earlier is, I'm I'm so glad I didn't understand how hard it was going to be logistically because it probably would have scared me. Um, Because I just I didn't think about how I was going to move all these barrels. I just they're about 125 pounds and they're awkward the shape. Mm -hmm. And even when I we selected the artist. I didn't even think of, and I'm like, oh yeah, we'll bring it to you to paint, you know? And, I'm like, and then I think the very first artist, they gave me their address. I I made like, we had to make these ramps out of like wood and try to roll the barrels up it well before they're painted, rolling them is no problem. Like you can't yes. like paint, you can't roll, just roll yeah. them on the ground after they're these works of art. And um, so the very first artist I went to, I arrived, it's a third floor apartment. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I didn't think to ask, like, ahead of time, do you have stairs? Do you have <laughs> any of that? so I'm like, oh, no, I've got 19 more of these. Like, what am I going to do? And, um. So, I mean, we were rigging up, like, pulleys, I, everything you could think of. We were <laughs> trying to figure out how to get these barrels. I. It's amazing nobody got hurt or injured. I definitely need to probably have them signed liability thing next time. We're trying to move these barrels. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, oh well God. at least now I know we'll be able to afford professional movers next time, but we had no money when we started.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. And you're all doing this while working a day job.
1: Yes, for for now, but I'm getting close to that not being possible anymore if if we're going to sustain at the speed that we that we're going. Um and I think that for artists and and for people in nonprofit, you know, making money or taking money or knowing how to budget, those are not usually strong suits. And so it's I I've I had so much fun with it that it just really didn't cross my mind to take money. Or I mean, because to this point, I, hadn't, I haven't taken any money from this and. But it's getting to the point where I realized I can't sustain that way. And and for our artists too, you know, so many of them I know would would be willing to do all this for free. Um, but now that we've got money, we're to the point we can we can pay the artists and we're trying to pay them better and better as we go because they too need to realize it. It's I understand you love it and it makes you happy, but you deserve to be compensated. And thankfully we're getting to a point we can. We can do that. And now I just have to tell myself that.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. There are actually not that many organizations uh, in the art world who are. uh, So there are so many uh, amazing nonprofit organizations. uh, And I have spoken to uh, many of them. And uh, I I love and support all of them in my hometown of San Diego. Uh, But uh, the nature of nonprofit not always allows uh artists to be compensated i know some some organizations are doing it in the way that they auction the art out and portion of the proceeds goes to the artist and the the rest of it goes to uh to the cause uh but uh, what a goal to actually raise money to be able to compensate the artists uh, in the amount that they deserve it's it's really it's really noble it's amazing
1: well, we are trying, so we, we, and like I said, you know, our artists would, they don't, they don't complain. They don't they, they're, they love it. You know, they're thrilled to be part of it, but we, we want to do better, you know, where we can and, and, but it's also part of what we do is we give money to other nonprofits too. So, um, so, you know, it's not just all kept in internally, it's then given out to other local nonprofits, um, but as our kind of reputation and credibility grows, we're we're able to explain to sponsors and to people, you know, the artists are doing such a a service to this community that they your donation, you know, is making a, a big positive difference in the community just by if if even if we weren't giving money to other nonprofits, if we were just doing these exhibits, that's a noble cause, you know, enough and yeah. and. Actually, these donors are are believing that too. and And so we're saying, you know, we it's got you you've got to pay this much because we need to compensate our artists and for their time and for their art and give to other nonprofits. And actually, i I think I just have learned too to just be bolder, you know, and in, in my ask and and confident in in what these artists are worth. And what the value they're bringing to the to the community, and where I've been nervous or hesitant to ask sponsors, I've always regretted it because they usually, without hesitation, are just on board. So I need to just be even braver, I guess.
0: I guess you do. I guess you do. (laughs) So, what other uh, nonprofit organizations uh, in the community you're supporting?
1: So, with our first exhibit, we had several um, there's one and this name is kind of a mouthful it's I would rather be reading is the name of it It's a uh, literacy common informed literacy program and then one is Dream Center Academy. So they're building a big private school in West Louisville which West Louisville is uh, known for its high crime rates, drugs and poverty and they're building a private school to be free to the students. But provide private, you know, first class private education to students in the West End, um, and then Blanket Louisville, which is blankets for the homeless. We have a we have a big homelessness issue. I'm sure, but, well, you certainly do mm-hmm. where you are. Um, yeah. But here yeah. in Louisville, yeah. and then um, the Down Syndrome of Louisville, which, as I said, for some of our artists, and um, La Casita Center, which um, helps um, you know immigrants that learn English and find mm-hmm. work and. The list goes on, uh, but so we've given back a significant amount to other nonprofits, and and I know that was in, through the power of art and and these artists being willing to to share their talents with us, and we we couldn't do it without every layer of every person that's involved, without the sponsors, mm-hmm. without the artists, uh, and it's just it's just been. It's really, truly beautiful to see the way that everyone's come together uh, for a common purpose like this.
0: What an amazing change you're making. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And it wants me to move to Kentucky. Which (laughs) I don't even think I will will have a lot of trouble uh, convincing my husband to do that because he's such a bourbon lover. Oh, my God. So I think it's a win-win for both of us.
1: (laughs) Well, definitely if you come, we'll probably have an an exhibit going at that time, whenever it is. So definitely let us know.
0: You know, I've never been to Kentucky. I would love to visit. And uh, for sure, uh, if when I'm planning this, I'll reach out to you and uh, yeah, we'll get together. Amazing. Well, we're almost at the top of the hour. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, and thank you for sharing all the amazing work that you're doing in the art community of Kentucky. Uh, and now allowing this to spread to other um, states. It's, it's really amazing. And uh, I think, you know, a lot of the artists who are listening to uh, to this podcast, I, I know a lot of them are artists. I don't know how many non-artists are, are listening, but uh, at least They are all art lovers, that's for sure, 100% of my audience. So if you guys uh, are thinking about, you know, a program of this kind that could help your local community, reach out to Morgan. I mean, I think this licensing program is such a great opportunity to spread the good uh, way, way, uh, you know, beyond uh, uh, Kentucky. uh, Yeah, and who doesn't love bourbon? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's a it's a lot more fun than, you know, a golf scramble or another gala. You know, we we lo- it's a fun yeah. way to raise to raise funds and people really responded to that positively.
0: Amazing. Before we actually sign off, Morgan, please spell out your website and your social account so people can find you.
1: So our website is bourbonwithheart.org um and then our instagram facebook youtube it's all just bourbon with heart and you'll be able to meet our artists and see their art and learn their stories and watch videos and we post tons of fun content so be sure to check us out bourbon with heart
0: thank you again for your time uh and i will see you again in the art scene
1: (laughs) all right thank you so much bye
0: It has been another episode of In The Art Scene Podcast. If you liked today's conversation, please give us a good review on Apple. And go listen to other great stories. Check out our website intheartscene.com or follow us on Instagram at intheartscene for more content. If you are a creative and you want to share your story, shoot us a message from the website or DM us on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time. In The Art Scene!